0: Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is Representing Christ. On the heels of this past Friday's interview with Jane Hammond, which was an awesome interview by the way, she did a great job. I felt we needed to look again at what it means To be the church, the Christ's ecclesia. There is so much misunderstanding of this. Never have we needed clearer teaching on the subject. The church is first mentioned, is mentioned for the first time in Matthew 16 18 to 19. Jesus said, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, meaning the rock of the revelation he had just shared, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When Jesus used the word church, which is the Greek word ekklesia, The disciples weren't hindered by our contemporary preconceived ideas as to what it meant. Their paradigm of an ecclesia differed greatly from what it has become. To us today, it can mean, one, a worship service, two, a building used by Christians, three, a local congregation of Christians, or four. For those who tend toward a more literal definition, it means a people who have been called out from the world. The last concept is the most accurate, according to a strict translation, but it still falls far short of communicating what an ecclesia was when Christ made his stunning announcement. To the Greeks, in Christ's day, an ecclesia was an assembly of people authorized to govern the affairs of a city, a state, a nation. In essence, a city council, a parliament, a congress, etc. To the Romans, it was a governing body sent into a conquered region Not only to govern, but to alter the culture until it became like Rome. The Romans realized this was the ideal way to control their empire. Discipling conquered regions until the people lost their previous identity and began to think of themselves as Romans. They accomplished this through government Social structure, language, schools, etc. When Jesus said he would build his church, without question, he was speaking of a body of people who would exercise spiritual authority and disciple nations for him, extending his kingdom rule on the earth. They would bind demonic forces and loose individuals from their control. Their extension of Christ's kingdom authority would be through Holy Spirit's empowerment of the gospel and by teaching and demonstrating the principles of his kingdom. In ancient times, the city gates were often where an ecclesia met and therefore symbolized government. Jesus' statement that the gates of Hades would not overpower his ecclesia makes much more sense when we understand he was speaking about two governments. The gates Christ spoke of were obviously not physical, but rather referred to the authority, plans, and schemes of hell. These things would not prevail over us. In World Vision magazine, John Robb states, writes, Several years ago, a giant tree stood on the banks of the Awash River in an arid valley about two hours' drive drive southeast of Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. It had stood there for generations, seemingly eternal. For years, the people who lived in the surrounding district had suffered through famines. In their suffering, the people looked to the tree for help. Believing a spirit gave it divine powers, they worshipped the towering giant. Adults would kiss the great trunk when they passed by, and they spoke of the tree in hushed, reverential tones. Children said, this tree saved us. In 1989, World Vision began a development project there, including an irrigation system. But even as they labored to build the system, the great tree stood like a forbidding sentinel of the old order presiding over the community, enslaving the people through fear Spirits needed to be propitiated with animal sacrifices and strict observance of taboos. When World Vision vision workers saw how the villagers worshipped the tree, they knew it was an idolatrous barrier to the entrance of God's kingdom and the transformation of the community. One morning as the staff prayed together, one of Jesus' promises struck them. If you have faith, you can say to this tree, be taken up and removed and it will obey you. In faith, they began to pray that God would bring down the menacing Goliath. Soon the whole community knew the Christians were praying about the tree. Six months later, the tree began to dry up. Its leafy foliage disappeared. And finally, it collapsed like a stricken giant into the river. The people of the community were astonished, proclaiming, your God has done this. Your God has dried up the tree. In the days and weeks afterward, approximately 100 members of the community received Jesus as Savior, because they saw his power displayed in answer to the Christian's prayers. What a wonderful story. This is the ecclesia in action. Why aren't stories such as this more common? How have we missed this truth? If I were Satan and wanted to stop evangelism the spread of biblical morality, or the rule of God on the earth, I would try to deceive Christians regarding the meaning of being Christ's ecclesia. My number one priority would be to keep the church from truly being the church representing Christ's authority on the earth. While we certainly are not to spread our, our faith or God's rule on earth by physical force or control, as some religions teach. We must use this authority when dealing with the spiritual forces of darkness. Bind and loose spiritual forces of darkness. Love, serve and disciple people. That is the assignment of the church. Let's pray. Jesus, you said you would build a church the gates of hell could not overcome. You gave us your authority as the king of the kingdom, authority to bind, Loose, forbid, allow. Awaken the church to these keys. Give us greater revelations of your authority and that you delegated this authority to us. Remind us that the church is not a building or an organization. It's not a worship service. Being the church is to function as your authority on the earth. As we move in higher levels of this calling, we ask for an increased manifestation of signs and wonders, healings, and deliverances. May we truly preach the gospel of the kingdom, which includes your dominion over demons, disease, oppression, and sin. We know Earth's greatest revival is now coming, and we know it'll be infused with your love and power. We ask for this release of your life. We also ask for greater wisdom to disciple nations. Give us greater insight and revelation in this regard. Show us how to take the principles of your kingdom, and introduce them in a world where hate, deception and sin rule. This will take great wisdom and revelation, but you said you would equip us to accomplish this task. So we ask for an abundance of understanding to now come to the church in this regard and ask it in Christ's name, amen. Our decree today, we decree that Christ is building a church that the government Plans, schemes of hell will not prevail against. Amen. Portions of our post today were taken from my book, Authority in Prayer. I would just add to that decree, we decree that the unrighteous decrees of Haman all the demons associated with him are being brought down in this hour, just as Jane prophesied and spoke to us on Friday, that our government is changing, our nation is transforming, and I'll talk more about that tomorrow. See you then.